guys, this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I want to take a minute and thank our incredibly generous sponsors, Custom Concrete Specialists, PML Construction, the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group, Liquid Trucking, Risk Skill Consulting. Thank you one and all. We really appreciate your support. Now today's episode. All right. Fantastic. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to What's the Hazard? This is Doug. I'm here with Mark Haysbrook. You will remember him from the number one rated episode in 2023. Numero uno. Numero uno. It was. I'm not kidding, man. And thank, thank you for coming back. Love being here. Your, your episode was widely received. So, you know, my, my, my audience is primarily safety people, but there mm-hmm. are people that business owners, small business people, and other people in the, in the world that support safety and health. Sure. And it got... I mean, even like old timers like Ferris and some of those guys, <laughs> Flug, they reached out and told me that was incredible. Oh, that's great. They loved it. So it, most uh, of was, it was true. I mean, I, a lot of it was true. I still, I cannot get the uh, vision of you coming back from spring break uh, and all of the girls having purple feet from oh the moccasins. God. Furious. That was Furious. one of the greatest stories I've yeah. ever heard. Man. That, was, that was, and that actually was very true. <laughs> that was a true part of it. <laughs> totally. It was fantastic. Well, yeah. I thought this time maybe we would talk a little bit more about, you know, life today. Your origin story was fantastic and the way that you progressed through the different ventures that you were involved in, I thought was fascinating. I would love to talk a little bit more about Dundee Venture Capital, your current enterprise Mm -hmm. and what you're doing. I think I'm a, not an entrepreneurial guy. And so I see that and I I watch Shark Tank periodically. I don't know how realistic that is, but Mm -hmm. I watch some of those things. I don't always understand the money conversations, how they're valuing Mm -hmm. businesses and Mr. Wonderful's talking shit and I don't get it. (laughs) You know, I just see that product looks like shit and that one doesn't, you know? So true. I don't see any of that. But if we could talk a little bit about that. Sure. First, I got a couple of quick observations. First of all, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, um, the Grain Journal has has a picture of Cheyenne Wolford the entrepreneur behind Custom Concrete Specialists. Hmm. He's a fantastic guy, very innovative. They show him here using a drone to inspect concrete grain elevators. Nice. I was really I was really happy to see that. He's a terrific guy. He's mm-hmm. a sponsor of the program and um, really interesting. So check that out. If you're in the grain world, you might have already seen that. Number two, uh, my wife gives me, my wife is a runner mm-hmm. and she goes to peak performance or one of those stores and she buys the socks there. Mm. I love the socks. Mm. They're kind of stretchy. They're a little bit lighter weight. Really nice. Mm-hmm. They like Bombas. I mean, there's Bombas there. Yeah, something very yeah. much like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, but the challenge that I have is they have right and left on them, right. you know, <laughs> and I put my socks on in the morning, kind of in the dark, yeah. half in a, you know, I haven't had my coffee yet. Yeah. And I look down and. And if they're mismatched, I have to change them. Have to. Do you? Are you that compulsive? Or yeah, and then it's like your days off on the wrong foot. Literally, <laughs> literally. you're like, I just did this wrong. Now what's going to happen? I mean, would yeah. you, are you the type of guy that could go through the day with no? The I'd be, right think, I'd be on the thinking left about it like, well, this. Sometimes it's like maybe I should go through the day like this. Just see, just to see what happens. <laughs> if you can make it, will I be able to walk? Right, I mean, exactly. Is my balance off? This tell, this, I did this this morning, man, and it messed me up. Yeah, I mean, it threw me off at least ten minutes out of my. And are they really that different? I don't like, think they're different will your feet at all. Go like this, I unless mean, those ones that have like the toes in them, maybe. But oh yeah, true. Are you a are you a creature of habit? Do you have routines and habits? That- yeah, I do. I, I mean, it's uh, I love to to work out in the morning. 
and um, I've just got this whole this whole routine mm-hmm. down that uh, if if I don't do it, I feel like things are off the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Talk talk a little bit about your routine. I mean, just sure. elements of it. We mentioned before we started, this book was uh, given to me as very interesting, Tools of Titans. Oh, yeah. Kind of a Tim Ferriss synopsis of his interviews with different big hitters and high performers, titans of industry, perhaps, yeah. or healthcare, whatever. It's a great book because you can, you can just jump in the middle of it and just pick up exactly. with somebody. And Three pages at a time. Exactly. You don't have to, to sit down and read the thing f- front to back. Otherwise, you'd fall asleep really quick. Well, we're both public school guys, so <laughs> reading an entire book like this it seems daunting. But And no pictures. And no pictures. And just like, yeah, come on. But um, you are the only Titan that's been on the program. I'm, I'm going to give Pete Suska a shout because uh-huh. he's a Titan. Yeah. But you, you are the Titan. Oh, totally. Yeah. I and mean, so, when you look up Titans, that's me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, they all they all have routines. They yeah. all talk about their daily routines and habits. So give me a, just a couple of things that working out in the morning. Yeah. So I work out in the morning. I like to uh, first get up. I, I read a lot uh, first thing in the morning. Um, I, I've got a um, just a routine that I do for workouts. And some three days a week, it's strength training. And three days a week, it's some cardio. Nice. Uh, so anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes uh, of cardio, 30 to 45 minutes of strength training, and have just noticed that it really makes a difference. I mean, the whole day. In your day. In, in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I finish with a, um, I've got a sauna, and then uh, for the last six months, I've been doing cold plunge. Oh, dude. I mean, it's. Tell me. It's, uh, Tell me about it. I started with. I started with just the little one that you'd put cubes in, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what's the hype here? Um, and I read a lot about the science of it. I didn't quite understand it, but I did know when I did it, I felt amazing. And particularly after exercise, particularly after a sauna. And uh, the energy level that it gave me was like my coffee times 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the joints and the muscles and everything just felt wonderful. Then I gravitated more toward this, uh, this one that has a, a temperature setting on it. And so it circulates the water. It keeps it at a, you can set it to whatever temp you want, but it, mine's at about 55 degrees. And it's really made a difference. I mean, I, I just feel wonderful throughout the day. Yeah. This is really interesting to yeah. me. And I was kind of hoping you would be doing these things because <laughs> I want to be able to correlate. Yeah you know, um, success and energy and artistic, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that mindset is, that mindfulness with these practices, because I, I too read a lot about that, listen to a lot of podcasts about those things. Those are the people that tend to occupy most of my Mm -hmm. airspace, you know, like Peter Atia, Andrew Huberman, Rhonda Patrick, all these people that are talking the longevity stuff and the dry sauna. Mm Mm-hmm. And the ice plunge yeah. are they're it, right? They yeah, are it's it's, it's, a, it's kind of fatty and I, I some of these guys that do it, you just kinda of go, Really? You know, they're they're a little over the top and preachy and you just kinda of go, Okay. I get it. You know, you're a self made millionaire, you've got six hours a day to do this stuff. I mean, right. what about us average Joes? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Can it actually? What's, what does an average Titan do, actually? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, and, and so I, I just, I really think it's it's legit. Now, placebo effect, maybe, but. Yeah, uh, but not over that duration, probably. Yeah, I've just noticed a difference. The other thing, I started measuring my, and I mean, you'll laugh at this, but my pulse uh, when I get out of the sauna, mm-hmm. get in the cold plunge, 
and and now uh, get my average pulse down into the mid 40s when I'm in the water, you know, from when it's 120 or so in the sauna, mm-hmm. and you know, in the hundreds or so when I'm working out. And so the ability to take your heart rate, keep it at a level and then drop it like that and then keep it, you know, in a very steady state. Um, I think there's some benefit. There. I, do, I do, too. I mean, I think your heart was given so many beats your whole life. And, the, the, you know, the better you can treat it, you know, you'll live longer. Without question. Yeah. And it and it goes to the, the thing you and I have talked about a little bit. It's just, I mean, how long are we going to be here? Mm-hmm. And can you extend that? Without being that guy where they're like, hi, Doug, screaming at you and you got the oxygen tank and, you know, it's just, you know, can you be functional and just be, um, you know, running around and doing things that you want to do every day? Mm -hmm. And so if you can do that stuff yourself and not rely on Western medicine to kind of extend those things. Yeah, why not? You're, I, I don't think, yes, I don't think you're as, actually masking symptoms like a, the AMA would typically do for us. Right. I think it's, a. I mean, from what I've learned, I mean, it, it stimulates the um, creation of mitochondria, the conversion of white fat to brown fat. There you go. Baby. You know, when you're in that You've cold read. plunge, I, I think it's fascinating. Now, I do the cold shower, yeah. same, which is same, almost... Yeah. It seems like almost like a prison camp thing to me, Very you know, because turning brutal. that water to cold yeah. and standing under that, I would rather plunge, yeah. I think. Did you start with the shower? Or oh, did yeah. You... Oh, yeah. I just tried that. And, it's like um, needles. It is, and it takes a while to really get used to that. Um, the the plunge is, is more difficult because it's like you're staring at it. <laughs> Circulating around. Yeah, and you're like, well, maybe I could just not do oh, it Oh, it's today. always there. The it's plunge is just there. always there always taunting there. you. And, uh, uh, you know, the other thing I do, and I've noticed a real benefit to this, um, is I still play hockey a couple times a week in this league called the Beer and Pretzel Hockey League. Uh, and, and I'm the general manager of, <laughs> of Team AU, by the way, 13-time champion, which no big deal. <laughs> right, right. That's um, a side note. But, you know, last night we had the late game. It starts at 945. You get home at 1115, 1130. Um, your legs are kind of shot. And I... I jumped into the the cold plunge and it really, really helps my legs and the circulation, bringing the heart rate down. And, you know, I, I went right to bed. No shit. Yeah. It really works. It really works. I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm amazed that you're still playing hockey and I don't mean that to be disrespectful, no, but I cannot be. imagine myself playing hockey. Yeah, well, it's, it's something I've done since I was a little kid and That's incredible. I'm, I'm not any good whatsoever, but it's, I, it's more fun before the game and after the game. I think these the guys pretzels and the beer and the guys are great. They're just so much fun. And, uh, I just enjoy being around them. The fact that they tolerate me, I think has to do with, I bring water. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They're like, well, Hazer's going to bring the water. So, <laughs> right. And I'll let but, it play. The, but the idea of the cold plunge, yep. just as a, an anti inflammatory, you totally, know, yeah. all of that kind of stuff, I think is fascinating. It and, is. And I think and there's why something require to it. medicine to do that stuff. You yeah. can do it yourself if you just, you know, you just read about it and get comfortable. And it doesn't have to be this over the top weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, what supplements work for me? What exercise works for me? Um, should I try something like this? And it's not overnight because it takes a while for your body to go, what are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. and then, oh, this actually feels Mm -hmm. good. And then 
you know, you realize you've just increased the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I love that. You mentioned, I don't mean to get off track here, but supplements. Yeah. Is there, are, do you have a few go-to supplements that you think are useful? Are you trying to supplement for a specific, uh, health issue? I mean, or brain type supplementation or what are you doing? I do is just, it's, it's quality of life, Mm -hmm. maybe 30 years from now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I can live to be 125, for instance, <laughs> um, it, it's, just one of those, it's one of those things where I just, uh, we've got a big family. I've got uh, eight grandkids. I want to be there for them. Absolutely. I want to be just, just able to get up out of the chair to, to be able to run around in the backyard. I, I know that sounds like too simplistic and you know, some people that is like, I take this uh, collagen supplement because it it does these things for uh, whatever. It's just like, look, I know it's good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company called, I think it's called Care Of, and they uh, th- they do these supplements that are, um, you fill out this questionnaire mm-hmm. and then they'll, they'll put together a packet and it's just a daily packet of these supplements of the things that you want. So it's it's geared toward you mm-hmm. or me because you might take something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, it's it's more just you know heart, brain, you know joint health, right. and just you know feel quality good. of life. Totally, that's as it. you said, that's it. Yeah. The wellness yeah. approach and a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. I mean, not over the top protein like you used to do in in high school, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's uh, protein really is. It's a filler. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you know. It's great for your your joints, your muscles. Um, and I will share with you, let's see, last January, not a couple months ago, but a year or so ago, we were on family vacation, and I was looking at some photos, and I was looking pretty doughy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? <laughs> you know, where did that all come <laughs> right. from? I thought I felt okay, mm-hmm. and so I, I determined that, you know, I was just a little bit overweight and mm-hmm. I wanted to lose, but I didn't want to be one of those like pineapple only diet for, you know, whatever. It was like, what do I have to cut out of this thing to effectively lose some weight, but not lose strength and flexibility and all that stuff. And I was, uh, I was about 202. So pretty big. Mm-hmm. And let's see, as of Yesterday, I was 172. So that's about, you know. And that's a significant significant difference in the stress on your joints. Probably helps your sleep. I feel so much better. Your apnea has calmed down a little bit. And you know what it was? It was primarily um, cutting out sugar Mm -hmm. and and processed All that crap in the cupboard. Yeah. Just eating a lot more protein. And so, you know, you lose... I didn't lose any weight the first like six weeks. And I thought, well, this is stupid. I mean, what am I doing? I'm going to go back to five guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But, you know, then all of a sudden lost a pound. And then it was like uh, the next month lost another pound and a pound and a half. And it just was like one of those things. A very gradual. Gradual. As it's supposed to be. And that's sustainable, I think, mm-hmm. the way you do that. And so that. describe, uh, um, this stuff fascinates me. I, hell with the safety way stuff. Way off track. I just Sorry, said guys. the other one. <laughs> No, no. Um, But I think this is fascinating. And I think any performer, anybody that takes pride or at least, you know, considers their performance and their ability to perform at a higher level, Mm -hmm. these things are all really significant in that, truthfully. So talk a little bit about 
I mean, where do you get your protein? Are you like, are are you a vegetarian, no. carnivore, omnivore? Are you getting? No, uh, I mean, do you some, drinking some protein? Yeah, uh, the 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 protein drinks uh, from Costco, which have thirty grams of protein mm-hmm. in them, no sugar. Um, it's a little too processed, but that's the best way to get it and quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you bolus your protein. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Uh, no, I don't shy away from meat or anything like that. I mm-hmm. just uh, I enjoy the stuff that, but but do lean towards more protein uh, when I can. And so there's some protein bars that I, I eat throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I try and get about 150 grams to maybe 200 of, of protein. I'm going to tear up here, man. <laughs> I, you are singing my song or speaking my language or yeah. whatever I mean to say. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's 150 good. grams. Right good around for you. There. Yeah. And a hundred ounces of water. Cause if you're following the recommended daily allowance crap, you're killing no. yourself. No. It that stuff is yeah. all gibberish and ridiculous. It, it's and it's hard. I use my Fitness Pal, which is a an mm-hmm. app that's that's uh, uh, sometimes a little over the top with trying to you know do all these things because you can't if you go out to eat you can't estimate well what what's in that mm-hmm. and how do I it's really difficult but mm-hmm. for the most part it helped me get you know around these things and I'd be sitting there at like two in the afternoon going. I'm already at 2,500 calories. What happened? I mean, for me to sustain this, I got to be at about 1,800 to 2,000 mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm. And so I shifted the things that just made me feel full. And I noticed that it was a lot more protein stuff, you know, or, you know, you eat 20 strawberries, it's like maybe 100 calories. Mm-hmm. But those are good for you, high yes. in vitamin C and the mm-hmm. fiber and so forth. So started, and my body started to crave that stuff, but my God, it took forever. Yeah. But I think that's but you were patient. sustainable. Just patient. Because I noticed, wow, I lost five pounds in five months. That's pretty good. That is good. And then noticed, you know, doing, um, I don't know if you've heard of, of Les Mills. Um, it's a uh, workout program. Dude. Body pump is what it's called. Yeah. And it's like super high rep uh, type things. And I, I mean, the first handful of workouts, I was just on the floor, drenched, just like that. I can't believe. I'm embarrassed. I can't even finish these workouts. Uh, but now, you know, you get into a rhythm. Particularly, they work a lot on just um, squats and uh, hamstrings, you know, deadlifts and things that, you know, are second nature to you. But I, As a swimmer, we never did those mm-hmm. things. I mean, it was, it was something super new to me. So I just noticed, you know, you know, a lot more flexibility, a lot more strength and you're, you shift, you know, you start to lose a a little bit of the chunkiness, but you, you know, things just shift. You feel better. You Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, and you, you just feel like, you know, you can do a lot more. One of the guys that I listen to read occasionally uh, but I primarily listen. I primarily listen to nonfiction. I like to read fiction. Mm-hmm. I tend to listen to nonfiction. There, whatever my brain processes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the way it it's a little bit different for me. Yeah, but well, Peter Attia, one mm-hmm. of the guys that I listen to, who is kind of ta- he used to be a surgeon, mm-hmm. and now he's become this longevity type yeah, yeah, of yeah. specialist. And mm-hmm. I'm, he's probably making a hundred times more money doing that than he was as a probably surgeon, which yeah, seems yeah. odd. But mm-hmm. he talks a lot about the. Um, the centenarian decathlon. Hmm. He goes, if you want to be a hundred years old and be fit, 
the things that the things that you want to do, you want to be able to carry a couple sacks of groceries up the stairs. You mm -hmm. want to be able to get down on the floor and roll mm -hmm. around with your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that you really want to do. You don't care how much you can deadlift or squat right. when you're 100, but you want to be able to participate in life. So he talks about things like VO2 max, mm -hmm. like what you're describing, your mm -hmm. cardio work, the hockey. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about grip strength as a sign, as mm -hmm. an indicator of longevity how much you can hold. So he talks about hanging. So when I go to the gym now, and it used to just be stand in front of the mirror and do curls until, you know, which is embarrassing Barbara. to say, but, you know. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what I did. That's I mean, right. you know, now I go to the gym and I hang. I'll get on the chin-up bar and I just hang there Interesting. for as long as possible. And wow. then I carry plates. I'll just grab plates and I just walk around carrying plates. Huh. The other people in the gym look at me like, what the hell's wrong with this idiot, you know? Yeah, he's like the plate replacement boy. <laughs> yeah, I go, over right here. over here, boy. Let's go, bring him here. Bring me bring my plates. <laughs> exactly. But those are the kind of things that they recommend yeah. for grown people huh. to try to improve that quality of life. And yeah. I think that is really fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm so good. happy for you because... That's good stuff. I mean, It is good stuff. I don't do it... You know, and it's difficult to talk about, too, because it's one of those things that it's very personal uh, to to me. And it's not something you come out and say, well, guess what I did? It's like when somebody tells you about sure. their fantasy team, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> right. are we going to talk about this right now? Right. Or, you know what? It's just keep it to yourself. So uh, but on the other side of the coin, I, I do believe and part of what I do at Dundee Venture Capital is looking at trends and trying to peek around corners. I think the, the graying of America is a very, very big opportunity. And, and you and I are in that group. Absolutely. Because we're seeing people that are in their 60s and 70s saying, well, I don't want to quit. I mean, I kind of want to keep doing mm -hmm. something. And yet somehow society along the way has said, wow, 65, you're done. And I think what we're seeing is people saying, no, I'm not done, but do make my life better. Do make my life more fun and more fulfilled and tell me how to do that. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think there'll be more participants in things like what you and I are talking about. I would agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't think it's fringy anymore. I think it yeah. may not be mainstream quite yet, but it's moving in that direction. Totally, yeah. And I think there are a lot of us that are, you know, that have reached that point where we are yeah. transitioning a little bit where, you know, I and, and when we reflect back on those that, you know, your grandparents or whomever, and at a certain age, you were old and you behaved like you were old. Yeah. And then so then it was just a fulfilling prophecy. Then right. you just became old. You hunched over and that's you couldn't, point. you yeah. know, I mean, mm -hmm. and I think we look back and that's not quite how we want to see the last chapter of our lives, no. perhaps. And so we want to participate. So these are the things that will allow us to do that. It's hopefully. frightening, too. I mean, you think about your life in thirds, if it's like 30, you know, 60, 90, it's like, is is that it? Mm -hmm. Wow. We are in that final yeah, third. Yeah, the man. final third. And I don't know. I think because you take care of yourself and that expectation of, all right, when I get to 90, I guess I'm dead. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe when you're 90, you're, you're still functioning and moving around and, and thinking and communicating and having fun. And 
I just wonder what that extension is going to be. Mm-hmm. And having seen friends of mine and their parents, and it's just like they're bags of bones and they just deteriorate and and I'm like, God, I don't want that. And they've just accepted that as, yeah. as what was going to be inevitable yeah, and it doesn't exactly. have to be, I don't think, which no. is interesting. Well, so you mentioned venture capital, Dundee Venture Capital. Mm-hmm. This is your company. Describe, talk a little bit about what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, there's a certain sector that you're interested in primarily, but you are funding startups to some degree right. and you have a certain, you know, you're not looking for, well, you just. Yeah, no, no. I think that's it's fair it. because uh, not many people understand it and, and we don't do a good job of explaining it either, I don't think. But um, you mentioned Shark Tank. I mean, to some degree, it's similar to that. And that what we do is we invest in startup companies, and these are people with ideas, and that's it. That's where they are in that's the process. That's where they are. They, they, they have an idea. They might have a product or a service. They might have some customers. Okay. Um, but for the most part, it's super early, which means it's very risky. Mm-hmm. But um, it's what I identify with because I was in their shoes, you know, and I was on that side of the desk, so to speak, looking for capital to help fund a growing business. And it's hard to find that first round of funding. I mean, later when you're successful and things are working well, everybody wants to invest. Right. But it's that early stage that is the hardest. And mm-hmm. so um, I started Dundee Venture Capital in 2010, which is hard to believe. Uh, <laughs> 23 the, years ago, oh 24 God. years ago. I, I mean, uh, well, 14, but we're, 14. Pu- we're public uh, school guys. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped out of engineering college. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, but it's one of those things where I remember saying, why is nobody solving this? Why can't we in these these kind of non-Silicon Valley, non-New York markets find money to help us grow our business? So that's why we started. Fantastic. And, Do you uh, love it? Yeah. You know, it's... I think it's it's maybe a third leg to the stool. Like, you know, you, you, you read and, and you keep your, your brain sharp. You do physical type stuff to keep your body sharp. And, and this is maybe one of those things that provides the inspiration. Okay. Because, purpose. Gives you some purpose. Yeah. I mean, I, I see these founders of these companies and, and I selfishly get my battery recharged by talking to them. Totally. Because they'll they'll pitch me. Uh, or our team, and and I'll sit there and go, this is fascinating. I never even thought of this. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I learn more from them than they will ever learn from me. Uh, And and so we provide fuel. That's mm -hmm. all we do. Mm -hmm. And and most people in venture capital um, really inflate their own sense of, of value. Right. But... Mm-hmm. For the most part, we're providing fuel in the form of cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're also coaching, a mentoring bit. to some degree. A little bit. I mean, if if they're good founders, uh, we we call them glass chewers. These are people that will just run through a wall and just like you, you give them a, a problem and they're just like, I'm mm-hmm. going to solve this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're killers. Uh, the best thing we can do sometimes is get out of the way mm-hmm. and. The more I learn of this industry, the more I realize that these founders need needs some, like your own kids. It's like the coffee table is over there. Stop running through the <laughs> living room. You know, 
and you keep washing them, and you're like, yeah, they're going to run into the coffee mm-hmm. table. And, you know, ultimately they either do, sometimes you grab them by the collar, and that's sort of what we have to do here. Um, but for the most part, it's entertaining to watch them go from infancy to maybe, you know, early adolescence. I'll bet it's thrilling. It and is. Bet, does it give you that same feeling that when you were doing that, when you were, I mean, is there a, a little bit? But, you know, the frustrating thing for me is that that I'm maybe two steps removed. So like, you know, hay needle, for instance, when we were growing hay needle, um, I was doing a lot of that in the early days, either from Barnes and Noble, I think, as we talked about, or from our attic. And <laughs> our kids are running around underneath. It was the only place I could go. And I'm calling suppliers to find out where can I buy these hammocks? Because our first product mm-hmm. was was hammocks. And, you know, you're just in that, I have to make this work mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. And I identify with that uh, with all of these founders. But the thing with growing your own business versus investing in a growing business is you're just two steps removed. And so I can say things like, hey, Doug, you know, I really think here's two things you might consider doing. You might say, yeah, great, Mark, and hang up and go, God, he's an idiot. You know? <laughs> right, right. And he goes and does his own thing. Sure. But if it's my company, I'm going to do it. Right. right. And so it's kind of like you're the coach and influencer, but the those folks have to do it. Yeah. yeah. It is almost it's like par- parenting to some degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think. Mm-hmm. And so are there characteristics? What is it that, I mean, what says yes? What makes you say yes to a certain? Is it, are there characteristics within the mindset of that? Like you said, they're all animals. They're glass chewers. Is that critical? It is. It's critical. And in fact, it's the, the, the two pieces of it are um, you, you got to have a good sales founder and a good technical founder. And, and typically it's a technical founder. I've come up with a technical solution to a problem in mm-hmm. the world. And boy, they've got it surrounded with all the technical aspects of why it's going to work. And then you say, well, let's walk through how we're going to sell this and who's going to buy it. Well, the market will just buy it. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, (laughs) you need to have somebody sell this. And I think I've said this a hundred times in the last couple of months that, you know, I get asked a lot, like, um, where do we get more people who can code? Nebraska and the Midwest and all these markets don't have enough people who can code. That's absolutely irrelevant. If you can't sell, none Mm -hmm. of that stuff matters. And we Mm -hmm. do not have enough salespeople. There's just not enough people being either trained in it or interested in it or have that natural ability to sell something. Interesting. And so I think that's a a giant, giant gap. Our schools don't teach it. Uh, It's looked down upon, you know, like, oh, you're you're a salesman. Right. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, I think with the advent of AI that a lot of coding is going to be probably displaced. Yeah. The well, need to learn how to code because AI will do it itself. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves you with how are you going to sell something? And there still is a need for face-to-face selling. Mm-hmm. And I hope there's so. not, not enough of that. Not yeah. Enough. yeah. It's a lost art. And um, it's conversation. It's connecting. I think the the current generation is going to be hampered because of 
of just doing this all day mm-hmm. on their their phones and but, not ability to communicate. But what about the, the the clients or the people that they're trying to attract are the same people to some degree, won't they be? So they can just if they can look at each other some through degree. their phones in some way. But it, then at the, the next but the next that, level of that, if you can't write, yes, it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. We have had that conversation, yeah. and and I've there was a comment in the book, in fact, about writing the mm-hmm. ability to write is everything and yeah totally totally it, it encompasses so much and so while both of my sons are yet to be career employed shall we say mm-hmm. you know, my older son is a snowboarding instructor out at winter park good for him and he is loving it he sends yep. us videos all the time of this backcountry snowboard we're like Oh, my God, he's living the life that I yeah. should have lived, you know? Yeah, he's got to figure it out. He's got, well, at least for now, <clears throat> right? At least for now when my younger son is in school. he's doing what he loves, right? So but they both write extremely well. And interesting. I don't take credit for that. My mother was an English teacher. She was mm-hmm. always a stickler about that. And I'm sure when we used to drop our kids off at Grandma's house, they were like, no, 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 Grandma washes my mouth out with soap, you know, <laughs> if I dangle a participle, you know, or whatever. So, right, right. But, you know, in it's retrospect. It's a lost art. Yes. It's a lost art. My wife, um, and she's a preschool teacher, but she she continually corrects people. Like, and what somebody will say, you know, uh, him and I are going to go to, and she'll just go, oh, <laughs> stop. You know, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, and so, well, somebody the, should. Yeah, and just it, the ability it, to do, do that. You, do you cringe when she does it, or are you just like, no, I this just, is probably I just helpful. know. I'm like, here it comes. <laughs> All right. and good for her. Oh, you're going to regret oh, that. <clears throat> good for her. But I mean, it's it's a lost art. It and, is. Uh, uh, when, when I see, um, in fact, I talk to, uh, I call him kids. You know, he's 22. Um, he was like, I want to get in venture. And so tell me how to break into to venture. And um, I said, well, look, here's a here's a company. Tell me what you think of them. And he couldn't put a sentence together. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was just this meandering, rambling, kind of weird, disjointed <laughs> thing. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I wasn't doing it to trick him. I was like, right. just tell me what you think of this right. company, because this is a company we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Should we invest or not invest? Mm-hmm. And and he, he just could not connect dots and then couldn't come to a conclusion. And, and you kind of say, well, uh, that's sort of what we do. Yeah, this is going to make it difficult <laughs> if you can't do that. Uh, and I do find, I think people that, that succeed in venture capital are former operators, people mm-hmm. who have done things, mm-hmm. you know, been in an operating role because they empathize with you know, the need to find a supplier and pay a supplier and do things on time and hire people, fire people, all of those things that have to do with operating a business. Um, and no disrespect to like the quants who like to to do the financial analysis of these companies. These are early stage companies that are probably going to either work quickly or die quickly. Mm-hmm. And they need attention. And they need to know from the market, this is working or isn't working. And to the degree that we can help steer that a little bit, we want to. Now, I'm very blessed, though, to have uh, extremely talented partners. Good for you. Because one of the things, you know, like we joke, but I I can't be the guy that they're rolling into meetings when I'm in my 90s (laughs) and they're screaming at me like, you know, he's the only decision maker. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Mark, Mark, Mark. wake up, <laughs> right. you know, and I'm drooling yes. and they're just like, you know, look, I mean, so I realized 
I have to have a talented team that at some point are going to take this thing over because the legacy of what we want this to be is we create, we helped create these businesses and they were difference makers, both in people they employed, problems they solved, um, and victory for mm-hmm. the people who invested it. In mm-hmm. And can, that's it. So can you, can you explain to me since I don't understand it, sure. uh, how the reward works for you as an investor? So I come to you and I've got this great idea and you think, wow, that is a great idea. And maybe, maybe we are like-minded in that and yeah. you give us money. And then how do I, what do I, ret- how do I return your investment to you? How do you gain from that? Yeah. So for us, I don't, we become what's called an equity partner. So we're, we're shareholders in your business. Okay. So let's just say it's your business and, and you're the only shareholder mm-hmm. And you come to us and we invest in your business. Typically, at the end of the day, we own anywhere from 10 to 15%. Okay, okay. We find that that if you lose control of your business because of the investors, your disincentive starts to go down every day. You, I mean, you, you wake up and go, what am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. These guys are never here, and I'm the one that's just sweating every day. And then right. all of a sudden, the, the anger starts to kick in. And I see. Yeah, and so we want you to be extremely motivated behind this. When you take these dollars, then what we're hoping for is, and let's just say that we invested and the value of your business is a million dollars. Um, so we own 10% of that. And someday, our goal is to get three times our money back. Okay, Obviously, more would be great. Sure, but we're playing. But that would be a success in your we're, mind. We're playing for big outcomes, so you know, not two percent returns. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about, all right, if we invest and it's a million dollars, we we hope that that's worth three million someday. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes a year. Sometimes that takes more like ten to fifteen. Okay. Um, then there's usually follow-on rounds of funding too. You know, so like the company starts to grow and it needs more money. So we'll probably put more in Mm -hmm. just to keep that going. But we will bring in larger funds that can write bigger checks as well. Okay. And so the value we bring is those relationships. So we would say, Doug, we know that XYZ fund, it specializes in this. Mm -hmm. They'd be a good partner for you. Why? Because check size, but also they can help really scale your business fast. I see. Okay. When you take venture dollars, you, you now have kind of a devil on your shoulder. When you're the only one, you have no other investors. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. The expectation though, with venture money is like, okay, it's got to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually for everybody. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like, <sighs> all right, I really better think this through. Right. But you are taking the big <clears throat> risk in the yeah. beginning, right? I mean, so you are assuming the big risk because right. those people that come in later, there is a track record. Right. There's something that they can base that decision on. So yeah. wh- what's your success rate like? Are you doing pretty well? <laughs> Do you need to well, borrow some money? No, exactly. Can I take you to breakfast? <clears throat> there are, there are um, I mean, it's a long game. So mm-hmm. we've uh, been doing this since 2010. 14 years we've established. 14 years. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And <laughs> we have uh, three different funds, if you will, uh, about $100 million under that has been invested. Okay. Okay. In about 50 companies. Okay. Um, and of those 50, we've had about 10 
just go into a ditch, like brick wall, no skid okay. marks. Right, right. Um, that's not a bad it's outcome, a, by the way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've got another twenty or fifteen or so that are 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 doing okay. They're they're just they're growing like this. And it's like, okay, I can see. They're growing. They'll do okay. Yeah. But it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, and then we've got about five that are, are doubles and triples. Mm-hmm. Like, like, wow, this is exciting. And then we've got another, and I'm doing the math wrong, but another two or three out of all of those that are moonshots. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're just doing amazing. In fact, you mentioned um, this drone technology, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of interested in. Uh-huh. One of our companies... Is called Gather, um, and and Gather. If I just autopsy that back to, you know, how we found it to where it is today. I think we've been investors in a, for about four years, no sales. Uh, two guys that were, one a very technical founder, one that can sell anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a technology that takes off the shelf drones, and is utilized for warehouse management of inventory. Mm-hmm. And so they started with those great big um, containers. So like Emirates was one of their customers mm-hmm. and they've got these million square foot warehouses where a guy seriously would walk around with an iPad. <laughs> right. <laughs> click, a barcode reader click, or something. <laughs> click. And, and they had, they had in one warehouse, six people that did that all day. Mm-hmm. And, and then they would download and say, okay, here's, here's where all the containers are, and here's how much, you know, what's come in and what's gone out, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, these guys set it up to, well, why don't we just read those things? And, by the way, it was a technology that the Army was using for bringing these drones down to, like, 10 feet and then up to 1,000 feet, and, like, uh-oh, a tank's coming, so it's got to, you know, and mm-hmm. do this. And they were like, well, that's kind of similar to a warehouse. People mm-hmm. are walking and a, and a, a forklift's coming. It's got to be able to read that stuff as well as read the barcodes and, and count everything. Anyway, so they did their first demo for these guys, and they did the whole warehouse in five minutes. Oh, my God. A- and the look on this guy's face. <laughs> the, the warehouse manager had his little clipboard, and he was like, yeah, whatever. Let, let's go. <laughs> I got places to be no kidding. And the thing flies back to the little deal. It downloads all the inventory. The picture comes up. And he's like, are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. So those six people now are, are they displaced, out of jobs? No. He takes those six and he's like, you guys. I've got other stuff for them to do. Are way more valuable. Let's have you right. focus on these things. Oh, this is awesome. So so Gather is one that's a, a moonshot and is doing impressive things. So now, and not just the containers, which are very predictable because mm-hmm. they're the same size, mm-hmm. they're now uh, doing stuff for Kroger and their warehouses. So you've got, you know, jelly and dog food mm-hmm. and ramen soup and all of these things uh, and helping them. And it's it's really amazing. Uh, that, that is really uh, fascinating. Uh, and so did they come to you? How did you find a company like so that? So one of my partners was at a demo day in uh, Pittsburgh uh, and saw these two guys pitch their idea to a crowd. And most people were like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. nothing really interesting there. Mm-hmm. And he went up and talked to them and just said, well, this, this seems really interesting. I mean, th- they were awkwardly pitching and mm-hmm. couldn't quite get the story across. And yeah. he saw the, the opportunity in them mm-hmm. and quickly. 
Wow. And and that that is the tool of our trade is just like, yeah, rough stone here, but we could polish this mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, this seems to be a big market. Anyway, to, to back to your original question. So uh, <clears throat> when we invested, we put about a million dollars in that company. Um, out of the chute, we owned about 10, 12%. And so what that means is, you know, it's valued at about $10 million. Okay. So $1 million for basically $10 million value. So we owned about 10%, give or take. Okay. Um, just last week, they closed a $75 million round of funding. Uh, I'm sorry, $17 million round of funding on about a $75 million valuation. And so... Where we invested at ten is now the market saying, okay, it's worth seventy five. Seventy five. And so that's one where you're saying, okay, that can go from ten to seventy five to maybe seven fifty. But that's what we play for. Because mm-hmm. if if that one works like that, the whole mm-hmm. portfolio right. is paid off. And, the boat yeah. rises yeah. with the tide. That's awesome. I hope that makes sense. But that's totally. kind of what we play for is is, Interesting. is meeting people like that, finding those deals, moving quickly. <clears throat> and in fact, one of my uh, biggest pet peeves of this industry was when I was raising money, w- we could get audiences and we'd tell our story hundreds of times. And then these people would go dark. Yeah. They're you know, thinking about it. Just not responding. Yeah. And like, was that a no? Is that a Yes. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. You know, I was on Easter break and then mm-hmm. my kid had a soccer game and you're like, this is my livelihood. <laughs> right, right, right. What are you, what's taking right. I hate so to be long? pushy, but. And, and so I said, look, we, when we do this, let's do it different mm-hmm. and let's be fast. And let's like, look, I like your idea. It's not going to be a fit for us. However, let me introduce you to somebody. Nice. And so they leave thinking, wow, those folks at Dundee, thoughtful, quick. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they plug me in. If it's a yes, we try to get a deal done in two weeks. Oh, I love that. Wow. And and in our emails, in our signature block is a little link that says our process. You just click on it and it says, okay, from first meeting to term sheet to closing, here's all the things we do and how we do them. So there's no questions. And because the thing I ran into was like, what is the process here? Who's the decision maker? Mm-hmm. W- when are we going to know? Oh, we got to go to a you know subcommittee of a, of a committee of a, the final committee. And like, come on, this shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, you're just going from one gatekeeper to the next until you finally reach a decision maker. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And just acronyms and, and buzzwords and people mm-hmm. just are like, you know, it's not in our wheelhouse. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a driver, I could hit the, down the middle of the fairway. I'd, <laughs> and you're just like, what? All right. I mean, adult, just let me know. But, um, <laughs> right, right. yeah, it's I'll crazy. keep the crying to a yeah. minimum. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the question, I guess, for me is what what kind of, what are you invested in these businesses that we were talking about in the mm-hmm. beginning are you interested in these longevity type businesses are those are you do you tend to have a certain no good question i mean business real, you're looking for yeah, or are you just the yeah. sky's the limit man or no no, or no. We, we stay started away from we started sky's the limit and that was a mistake i think what too we much. we realize is what we're good at generally falls into things related to commerce okay 
which is still pretty broad. But yeah, I mean, but it's like anything related to stuff that that people buy and sell. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so if it's, you know, getting goods here, like like Gather is like, oh, where is it? It's in the warehouse mm -hmm. to making a website better um, to actual direct to consumer products mm -hmm. like uh, Omnia Fishing is a company we invested in. Um, Somersault, which is women's swimwear. Mm -hmm. I've seen I've seen those before, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you know, so anything in related to that. One, one that's kind of really interesting is these uh, two women in uh, Austin started a company called Curated for You. Um, they were frustrated, and this goes to the the thinking differently. I mean, how do you approach things in your life? Like, well, what if it was done this way? And, or why is it done that way? Mm -hmm. Th these two ladies came up with a really interesting concept of when you shop, particularly uh, women initially when they shop, it's like, I I'm looking for a white shirt. Okay, so they go to a website, click women's, click shirts, <laughs> click colors, click, and, and you've got this whole thing. Mm -hmm. I got my white shirt. Why is she buying the white shirt? was their question. Was it just because she wanted a white shirt? Mm -hmm. It turns out that women generally are buying for some sort of an event, something that's happening in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Could be a funeral, could mm -hmm. be a concert, could be a football game, could be something. But, but for them, they were saying, you know, typically women are curating an outfit around something. And their experience was they both had actually moved to Austin and they were invited to a, a Texas, University of Texas uh, tailgate, football tailgate. And they looked at each other and said, oh, what do you wear to one of these things? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is this just like show up? And it turns out it's quite an event. And so they, they were searching and, and looking Texas tailgate outfits for women that are 33 <laughs> and right. they couldn't find it. So uh -huh. they, they actually created a solution. And one of their customers is, is Saxon Fifth. Mm -hmm. And... Taylor Swift was a big driver to this, that women were like, well, what do I wear? Because Taylor wears this. I want to kind of wear that. So curate an outfit for me. Almost like a modern-day mannequin personalized for that person. Mm -hmm. So now they're not just going to the site, but this curated for you curates outfits. You say, well, what am I doing? Well, I'm going to um, the Kentucky Derby, and it's going to be in the spring. And it's going to be 65 degrees. It might rain. I'm 55. Um, wow. Well, here's 17 outfits that you might choose from. So you're not just buying a white shirt. I mean, there's the purse and the dress and the skirt or whatever, the handbag, the coat, the hat. Everything goes with it. So now the website's cart isn't a shirt that was $102. The cart is like $750. And it's everything. It's got the entire ensemble yeah. already. And together. so it's stuff like that where I'm like, wow. That's well, my wife powerful. shops for events. It's yeah. interesting that you say that yeah. because she shops based on the event. Yeah. I'm going to this reception or we're going to this wedding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just start out, I need a dress or, you know, right. Right. just down the rabbit hole. But if you, I love that yeah. idea. Yeah, anyway, so it's stuff like that where you say, no, that's. I mean, that, that's making, that's a software solution, but making things, I mean, is it going to, is it going to change the world? No. But is it going to make your life mm -hmm. happier? Probably. Mm -hmm. 
and when it's a two-sided where the market is saying, God, this is so easy, and the retailer's saying, thank God, look at this. This is making our website yeah. more effective, and yeah. we're moving more stuff, and I think all of that's good. I love uh, that. Yeah, so anything related to commerce in, in that. Uh, we've looked at some healthcare stuff. We just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. um, I do think, from my own perspective, things where people are in their you know, later years, the technology related to those things, mm -hmm. super important. I and, thought, as you said, yeah. peeking around the corner yeah. and seeing the graying of yeah. society yeah. is an is a, an interesting observation. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's. I mean, just making your life better, but also just look. I'm, you know, a 70 year old non retiree. I mean, w what are some things you guys are doing for me? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe maybe the print, maybe the texture, maybe the flavor, maybe um, it's community mm -hmm. uh, that that I've noticed a lot of. Folks our age, it's like, where'd our friends go? Mm -hmm. Our kids are grown. Most of them like us, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like, but boy, they're scattered. And then it's like dust settles and you go, Where am I, where's my community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And so the Which is reconnection. Such a part. Yeah, the reconnection, because otherwise you just wither mentally, you know, mm -hmm. and, and having that ability. And that's a big. That's a big element of the blue zone and those philosophies, yeah, you know, yeah. that sense of purpose and mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. Why do you get up in the morning? Those kind of things. But the community piece so, being, yeah. you know, we talk about the exercise and the nutrition and those kind of things are, I think, maybe obvious to some degree. Yeah. But the importance of those other things and how you find those. Yeah. The community piece is really interesting. It is. I think you, just having the, the ability to just shoot the breeze with somebody. But mm -hmm. um you know, having something in common to where you're not just getting together to complain, but just sharing, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, which is that. just like this, which yeah. is why I just find this so fascinating. Yeah. You, you and I, and uh, Flug, mm -hmm. Flug is also in that same headspace that we are yeah. with all this, let the longevity and quality of life stuff. I really, and he's a bright guy. I really enjoy speaking with John just like yeah. this. I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a bright guy and don't it's tell really him fulfilling. I said that. No, he, well, we, we would never admit that to yeah. him. But, um, yeah, it's, it's that thing. I love those conversations. Yeah. yeah. It's, cri it's critical in your life. You got to have those mm -hmm. friends and seek them out because I I'm learning that there's, there's more and more people like this mm -hmm. and they're afraid to say, I'm kind of lonely, Yeah, you know, and, and that's where the decline happens. I mean, as you've probably seen uh, some friends, maybe they're pretty well off, and they just retire and they're like, you know, we bought a place in Florida and, and, and it's great for them. I, I, I sound like I'm disparaging them, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And for them, it's like, God, I get up at nine and I go down and I get the paper at the bread store. And, <laughs> and I said, well, then what do you do? And then, you know. Well, I read the paper and read eat my paper. croissant. And, <laughs> and then I go home and maybe, you know, work in the garden a little bit and uh, go for a walk, take the dog. Cocktails start at four. And, you know, catch a movie. And I just yeah. kind of go, dang it. Okay. That, that sounds horrible. Do you, do you think there is a – so my wife and I have had this conversation about retirement and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I find it different. So as a – Government, 25-year government employee, I was really happy when I left the government. Mm, interesting, know? yeah. I didn't retire. Yeah. Uh, I started working on my own, but I think it's different. When you say, 
when are you going? Do you actually retire from yeah. your own business? I mean, yeah, I think I, that's got to stop. I just think, you know, are you retired? I, I think more of it is just what are you doing these days? Right. What and, gives you, know, you fulfillment or yeah, purpose? Yeah, because I, I think everybody finds, you know, it's like the guy who said, I go to the, the store and I get the paper. Well, that it gives you some sense of purpose. But I think when you stop doing things you love, then, you know, you're just admitting defeat. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think people are generally retiring like like our folks, probably like mm -hmm. 62, man, I'm done. Right. That's it. Um, because again, I do think people will live longer and healthier and they will be way more productive at a later stage in their life. So keep at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just being steered into something different. Right. And, and it might be that time of the, of your life where it's like, uh, maybe I should, you know, I've always wanted to do is this, mm -hmm. then do it. Yeah. You know, because that's what gives you purpose. Right. And excitement. And I know a guy that might help it. you fund it if you have an idea. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't have a bring new it, idea when you're 65 years old. Not. Oh, God, no. Do you ever run into um, more senior oh, yeah. entrepreneurs? Yeah, but is it's funny. A, they're kind thing? of, they're, they're like really sheepish. Mm-hmm. Like apologetic. And they shouldn't be. Right. Like, oh, I got this idea, but I don't know. <laughs> then they kind right. of. Hunch. They're not chewing like, the glass like they should be when they're it, young yeah. and needy and hungry. Got to have that. Yeah. If you don't have that and the sense of purpose and also um, there has to be fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I mean, there's so many. I can't tell you. I mean, we, we see about and it's a little bit of a vanity metric, but we see about 50 on the low end to 100 ideas a month. Ideas meaning companies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's across our whole team. And, um, you know, for the most part, the ones who say we need this funding because I need to pay the bills and pay. <laughs> right. And I said, you know, that's not why. Right. You should be doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, not to be Uncle Rico and, you know, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> right. But it's like I had eight kids and no income. Mm-hmm. But passion to right. make this thing right. work. I am going to make it work. It's going to work. Yeah. And and people were, were asking, well, how are you going to sell hammocks for a living? It's going to work. I right. don't know. <laughs> right. Just watch me. It's going to work. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, you got this bravado and then you hang up from someone and you're like, oh, my God, how's this going to work? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it just has to work. Right. So when you find someone like that and I can recognize those qualities because I was there. Mm -hmm. And the beads of sweat and the mm -hmm. like, this is going to work. And I'm going to absolutely. Yeah. I may have told this story about the the founder of Somersault, but uh, uh, Lori uh, Coulter is her name and based in St. Louis. Um, here's a company we invested in. They were doing about 500000 in revenue. And, and this is the women's swimwear line mm -hmm. products, right? And But I believed in these two. I saw the hustle, determination. Uh, they went from 500,000 to about 50 million in three years. <laughs> and then, of course, the pandemic and everything flattened mm -hmm. to kind of went down a little bit. And then all the supply chain problems mm -hmm. with, you know, mm -hmm. the boat stopped in the water and China <laughs> shutting down. And so I'm on a phone with her and look on, on Zoom. And I just said, you know, Lori, my God, you know, pandemic, supply chain, China. Uh, the Vietnam shutdown, 
you know, the presidency that doesn't know left, right from sideways inflation, it everything's this is killing you. But mm -hmm. it's like all of this stuff is out of your control. And she stops me and she looks and she goes and points. Nothing is out of my control. <laughs> Nothing. Right. And and, and I you were feel like... my, my ears pinned back. I was like, whoa. I believe you. I believe you. This is that awesome. That is awesome. That's, Good for her. Yeah. And, that, that's and that's what, what it takes. About. That's what it takes. Yeah, you got to be willing to suffer and do what it takes. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I think people, maybe grown-ups uh, are, I think we tend to be attracted to comfortable yeah. things. You know, we're not interested in suffering anymore after right. a certain point. And, you know, the someone who's in, you know, our age and brings an idea and says, this is something I'm interested in. So, well, tell me, would you, are you willing to risk everything you have? To, to make this work. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I see. So you want our capital. Right. You want me to risk everything I've got. It. Got it. Well, right. it's, it's not going to work. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's great. That's oh, fun. Mark, this is so interesting. I, um, I really am fast. Um, first of all, thank you for the conversation <clears throat> on the, the sauna and the, and the, and the cold plunge. I love that. Your conversation. listeners are like, am I on? Why am I here? No, this <laughs> is, no, they're getting it. They're getting it. These, they, these are, you know, we're all looking for ways to improve our performance, sure. to improve our well being, our minds, all that stuff. We should all be seeking that out. Mm -hmm. Right. The people that are listening are curious people. Mm. And so I think that stuff will turn them on. Mm. And then the whole, I love what you're doing. And I would like maybe, you know, come back in six months and Let's because I know you've got another chapter in your life, as do I. Sure. So oh, I've got I I've got another chapter for yeah, sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Exactly. I've got another chapter and it's it's and to some degree really just starting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's and it's exciting. It, so I totally I'm not I gonna slow down and and I hope maybe through some, you know, either inspiration or just through you know, girth and action, you're going to make something happen. <laughs> right. You know, and, and other people that might be listening say, well, I could do that too. Absolutely. You know? Why not? I hope they are inspired that I, way. I hope so. There's just absolutely no reason not to. That was the common thread in the comments from the first episode was, wow, that was so inspiring mm. oh, because no a lot of people have it in them and they just need whatever that little push is sometimes. So they, they do. And, and too many people say, and I will say particularly in the midwest you get beat down a little bit mm -hmm. with and just it's our agrarian way like mm -hmm. you know th boy there's there's a catastrophe around the corner so be careful doug right you know just right. don't don't take too many risks here right you know and we need the opposite of that mm -hmm. because the ones who take these risks and fail are probably the better bet the next time mm -hmm. because they kind of go, dang, what did I do wrong? Okay. Here's what I'm going to do this time. Mm -hmm. That means they're just going to be even more determined. And I love that. You know, anybody listening to this can do it. Um, with the advent of the cloud computing with AI, with access, it doesn't cost as much to start a business mm -hmm. than, I mean, when we started our first website, it took like six months and $50,000 <laughs> And it still was horrible. And <laughs> you can do something like that today in five minutes. Yeah. And and be up and going and kind of, wow, is it working? Are people, mm -hmm. you know, just put a landing page out there and just, and just be going. And so I just tell people just what's holding you back. Mm -hmm. 
oh, I got a mortgage and I got this and that. And I said, well, then this isn't for you. Yeah. That's all. It's like when your parents would tell you, I don't know if your parents told you this, but here's my dream. Well, that's nice, honey. Just have a backup plan. Just <laughs> so true. You know, I used it's to get that all so the time. I want to be, okay, that's great, but right. have a backup plan yeah, because that's not going to work. But what if it doesn't work? You know? Yeah. And and that's uh, we and that's why Silicon Valley is Silicon Valley is because they encourage that stuff and they're surrounded by risk takers who support risk taking, and there are monumental failures that come out of of that area. But that's why they're going to continually be where all the technology successes are because they it it just continues to feed off of mm -hmm. itself. And we need more of that here. And the other thing is to think with a few more zeros. You know, like, well, wow, my goal is to get this to 100,000 in sales. So what if it was 10 million? How, how, do mm -hmm. you, how do you get there? What's holding you back? And how, what about 100 million versus 10 million? Mm -hmm. And for some people, like, I don't want to do that. Cool. Okay. But for the other ones, like, wow, I actually didn't thought of that. Mm -hmm. It's like Tim Ferriss in this book. In the beginning of the book, he says um, something to the effect of, Okay, I've got this five-year plan. Well, can you get it done in six months? Right, right. What's keeping you from getting it done in six months? <clears throat> right. Uh, 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 That's exactly You know, man, think big, right? right? It's exactly hard to think right. big sometimes. And as you were sharing a quote with me that yeah. I, I really liked. Can uh, I read it? Yeah. This Kurt Vonnegut yeah. quote? Yeah, yeah. Slaughterhouse-Five, remember that guy? Sure, totally. Catch-22. Uh -huh. Out on the edge, you see all kinds of things that you can't see from the center. Big, undreamed-of things. The people on the edge see them first. Yeah. I love that. That's great. That's exciting. It really man. is. It is. So get out there on the edge, right? Get on the edge. Why not? I love it. And and uh, the the key for every anybody listening to this is always ask what if. I, I don't care what you're doing with your career. The the best solutions to problems come from people who say, well, what if we did it this way? Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes, I got to tell you, a lot more than you think is somebody gets frustrated in a company. Because they take it to their supervisor, and the supervisor takes it to the whomever, and the whomever goes to the next. And but it's like, well, what if we did it this way? Because this is taking too long, and and I want to do it this way because this will save us an hour a day. And the supervisor kind of goes, because we do it this way. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, but what if we did it this way? Yeah, hey, Doug, cool it. All right, just <laughs> go get back to the cubicle. That person who kind of goes, huh? You know what? I'm going to fix this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ask people, is this a problem for you? Say, yeah, it's a problem, but nobody's fixing it. Well, you know what? I'm going to fix it. That's when we start to hear these things. Of, How did you come up with this idea? Well, I worked at ABC Company. I, I uh, saw that this was a problem. No one was solving it. I was super frustrated. I went to all the people who were way smarter than me, and nobody was going to fix it. And so I did it. I decided to do it myself. Yeah. And so th those are the ones that are on the edge. Yeah. Versus the ones who are in are the center, there, in the center, just kind of. This going, is how well, we do it. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, keep that's doing beautiful, it. Yeah. Man. I hope, I hope that resonates. There is someone listening that it's going to resonate with, and they're going to take that chance. I hope so. Probably land flat on their face and start calling us for help. But you know, no, take the risk. I think that's fantastic advice. Or blame, man. they'll blame, they'll call <laughs> right, you and blame. Right. That asshole oh, told me to Fletcher. Oh no. Oh, that's awesome. Mark Haysbrook, man, it is always a pleasure, brother. Yeah, yeah. It is so good to see you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank right. you. Have Let's a great weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
check uh do you have you guys have a website or something yeah Dun- can- uh, it's just dundvc.com or dundyventurecapital.com yeah. excellent go check it out and i can be reached uh mark at dundvc um just uh reach out we're very responsive if you've got that idea and you've been holding it back why not float it out and see what happens see what happens take a risk you just right? never know get out of the center you never i love it well, thank you mark all right thanks everybody have a see great weekend we'll talk to you next friday bye-bye Huda Media Production.